I found it interesting how radically different some people's year has been. For some people, 2020 really wasn't all that bad. In fact, for some, 2020 was a, a fantastic year where they actually had better business than ever before. Their prayer life improved. Their family life got better. And overall, they would say that it was a pretty fantastic year on a personal level. And yet, on the other hand, for some, they tell me that it was a year with a lot of discouragement, personally, and discouragement about the world and the fate of humanity's future. A year filled with doubt, doubting our faith, doubting whether God is still present in this world, doubting whether we have what it takes to be a Christian in this type of society. And a lot of division, divided on political situations, political ideas, of course, with this election year, and divided perhaps on theological ideas, and just divided maybe even just on personal disagreements. So some people had a pretty good year, but others were faced with discouragement, doubt, and division. And as I kind of ponder, how is it that people have such radically different experiences? Sometimes I, I can see, for some, there does seem to be a connection with the amount of news that they're watching. For some, and this doesn't sum up the entire picture, of course not, but for some, the more news that they watch, the more discouraged they feel, the more they're tempted to start doubting their faith, and the more divided they become in their family, workplace, and society. And for those that had a fantastic year, it's amazing, a lot of those people tended to not really even watch the news at all, or very little, if at all. And I just find that interesting, and I know that I'm not, I'm not here to blame the media, for better or for worse. This is not a homily about uh, banning, you, you know, you can't watch the news. I only point this out because I believe that there does seem to be a huge impact on what we take in. I do believe that we are greatly influenced by the things that we take into our minds and into our souls. We do seem to be influenced, for better or for worse, by the shows that we watch on TV, the websites that we visit on the internet, by the conversations that we participate in, in the workplace and at home. We do seem to be influenced by what we take in. Because what we take in starts to influence how we think, and how we think starts to influence things that we say and even things that we do. And so I do see a, there tends to be some kind of connection. And I see it in my own life as well. Whenever, whenever I'm really caught up in, in godly things that are um, through media or through conversation, 
I feel good. I have a great week. I, ha I feel close to God and I'm able to, to, to thrive. But when I really get caught up in the world and the craziness and the drama of the world and the gossip in society and, and I read the articles that are very discouraging and I watch shows that are just completely secular and are not uplifting, yeah, I do, so, I do tend to feel pretty heavy. I tend to be affected by that. In a sense, we are formed by what we take in. There is a formation that we expose ourselves to by the things that we take in. Jesus had a very intentional formation that he gave to his disciples. And as we continue to reflect on what it means to, a dis to be a disciple during this Holy Week, I want to point out how big of an impact formation takes because whether we realize it or not, we are constantly being formed. And if we don't choose what is forming us, we just suddenly become victim by perhaps not the best influences. Disciples are formed by grace. Disciples are formed by grace. Jesus talks about his hour of glory. Throughout John's gospel, we hear a lot about this hour. What is this hour? At the wedding feast at Cana, he tells his mother that his hour has not yet come. And later on, as the gospel develops, he, he kind of starts to drop little hints about how the hour is coming for the Son of Man to be glorified. And finally, when he is on the cross, we find out that the hour has come. And that's what we are focusing on today, this great hour of Jesus. What is the hour? It's the hour that Jesus Christ died, that God himself exposed himself to suffering and death. And we know because of the Easter mystery that it doesn't end there, but at least for today, we're focusing on the death. And this, ironically, is the hour that the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, is glorified. We tend to think of glory as something good, and so we're wondering, well, how can it be good that God has died? And yet we call this day Good Friday because the hour has come where the Son of Man reveals himself as the one who is able to conquer death and therefore invite us into something beyond death. This hour has come, and we just read in the gospel that in this hour, whenever the Son of Man breathed his last, we hear that one of the soldiers took his lance and thrusted it into the side of Jesus. And what came out was blood and water flowing from Jesus who had just died. And this blood and water is an extremely profound symbol for the sacramental grace that is now outpoured into the world. This blood, we know that the blood of Christ becomes present in a very real sacramental way in the Eucharist. That the body, blood, soul, and divinity is now something that we are able to take in and be influenced and formed by. We know that the water is now sanctified. It's the same water that we are baptized in. That our souls are freed of original sin and now we are adopted into God's family and we are in a sense formed. And influenced by this water, saved by the grace of Jesus. 
At the hour that the Son of Man was glorified, the blood and water flowed, and grace now entered the world. We hear in the second reading today, it's one of my favorite passages in Scripture. And it says, let us confidently approach the throne of grace to receive mercy and to receive grace for timely help. What does that mean, to confidently approach the throne of grace? We have the throne of grace, the throne being Jesus on the cross. The grace being the blood and water that's flowed out. And we know that when we come to Mass at this altar, we don't just think about that experience. We relive it as if it's the first time ever. And this altar, in a very real way, becomes Calvary. And now it becomes a throne because this is the hour that the Son of Man is glorified. Every single time we celebrate a Mass, the Son of Man is glorified right here at the cross. And the blood and the water, the grace of the sacraments, are now available to us in the Eucharist. Good Friday is the climax of our faith because it is the hour that the Son of Man gave us grace to be formed by the rest of our lives. There is a formation that Jesus wants us to constantly take in. We can be influenced by the world in so many different ways, but it is here at the throne of grace that we are formed into his disciples. So our question to reflect on tonight is this. By what are you formed? Because we're all formed by something. By what are you formed? Are we formed by grace or are we formed by the world? If we're formed by the world, we're very easily tempted to fall into discouragement, tempted to to doubt our faith, and tempted to be even more divided than we've ever been. Discouragement, doubt, and division start to creep into our hearts, our souls, and into our families and into the whole world, if we choose to be formed by the world. But if we choose to be formed by grace, instead of discouragement, we have faith, and we have hope. Instead of doubt, we have faith. And instead of division, we have charity. The letter to the Hebrews says, let us confidently approach the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and grace for timely help. We need to be forgiven. And as we are forgiven and we receive this mercy, we receive that grace in all of the sacraments, but most especially in the Eucharist. And that grace forms us to be guided by faith, hope, and love, not doubt discouragement, and division. We are building a culture here at St. Leo. We are building a culture of discipleship. We have been influenced by the great grace that has been available to us for quite some time now, but we are choosing now today to be intentional about it. We're choosing to get on board with a culture of discipleship so that we're not formed by the world. We're not influenced by the negative effects of the world. Even though we still live in the world and even though we still participate in the world, we choose to be formed by grace 
at the throne of grace every single time we come here. This is our source. This is where we are formed. And we, no matter how dark, no matter how doubtful, no matter how divided we may feel and it may seem out there, we are formed by grace because we are disciples and we are building a culture of discipleship. Amen.